Bare Naked Ladies, Artists, and Music, it's Pun Intensive. Welcome to Pun Intensive. I'm Aaron Faisal, one of the MCs of the O. Henry Pun Off and your MC for this show. We'll get to know them better in a moment, but first I just want to welcome you all. Gary, would you say hello? Oh, hello. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to introduce me. Uh, well, we will in a moment. David. Hello. Dave. Howdy. And Brian. Hey, hello there, neighbor. <laughs> it's, it's too much labor to induce me. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to start off, as always, with the Zinger of the Week, the idea being that everyone around this table is a hilarious punster and must have at least one Zinger that they want to relay. So let's start off with the 2012 Punslingers champion, who has regularly placed in the top four over the past eight years, and a featured performer with Austin's own Master Pancake Theater, his Wallace paid for by Mexico, Dave Wallace. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> uh, so uh, recently, uh, in the video game world, everybody knows that Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. It pretty much has sucked up a lot of my time. Um, it's like an 80-hour game just for the story alone, and then hundreds of hours of extra activities afterwards. So I'm playing the game with my 18-year-old son, and uh, I, look at, I look to him and I say, hey, you know, if uh, we played this in a uh, Japanese food restaurant, it would be Red Dead Dim Sum. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and the one-time MVP and three-time Punslingers winner, O. Henry Punoff Punslinger topic guru, and also a well-loved and occasionally hated MC of the Punoff, this wine has an Oakley favor, Brian Oakley. I'm reminded of the Scandinavian mariachi, who was brilliant, but refused to play. His nickname, of course, was Norway Jose. <laughs> I love it. And producing the O. Henry Punoff since 2015, previous winner and participant of the O. Henry Punoff, Dave Video Killed the Radio Star, David Guggenheim. So um, one of the uh, topics that we do quite often in the O. Henry Punoff is winged creatures. And every wing has two wings, has a right wing and a left wing. So speaking of politics, can you say wing for me three times? Wing, wing, wing. Hello. Longtime producer and current producer emeritus, the gregarious Gary Halleck. No, G Gary is Gary, not Greg. Greg. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I set you up for that one. Oh, you you want you want my zinger of the I week? I, I got a real live real life story. After Thanksgiving, watching the parade after the parade's all over on NBC, they show the dog show. And I thought, oh, dogs was the final topic at the, at the pun-off, and we have to use only AKC breeds, right? So, so I'm going to watch the dog show, and I'm going to get all the dog breed puns cocked and ready to go, Co cocked a spaniel and ready to go. The fellow who emcees the thing is uh, uh, John O'Hurley. He's, he's talking about you have uh, t uh, two new breeds showing this this year, and I, and I thought, New new breeds. What do they got? Some. They, uh, I said. I said to Chris, "What do they got? Some mad scientist in a laboratory cooking up new dog breeds?" She said, uh, "Yeah, they're in the laboratory." Oh and, no! And I, 
And I said, did you just say Labradori? And she said, no. And I said, are you, are you sure you didn't just say Labradori? And she, and she says, she says, well, you can say so if you want. Well, I'm going to that. <laughs> so, so I'm giving Chris, I'm giving Chris, my wife, credit for for almost making that pun about the Labrador. And then, and then later on in the show, they were talking about the they they bring out the different categories. You know, the, these are the working dogs, and these are the show dogs, or these are whatever kind of dogs. You know, and the, and they. They said, okay, this is the Boston Terrier, and this is the Scotty Terrier, and this is the blah, blah, blah Terrier. And they said, your Terrier group is what he said. And, of course, I'm hearing terrorist group. Oh. <laughs> and, and were any of these breeds shaggy dogs? Uh, yes, they were. <laughs> <laughs> the shaggy dogs that have the most hair in their noses, they, they have trouble breeding because it gets caught in their nostrils. But he said, th there's your Terrier group. And then... O'Hurley, he says, I thought for a second there you said terrorist group. And I, I wow, I don't even need to make the puns. He's going to make it for me. So he actually, he actually made the pun for me. I didn't have to work. I took Thanksgiving off. My <laughs> wife made the pun, and John O'Hurley, he made the pun for me. But more importantly, what were the new two breeds uh, <laughs> yeah, that were? Yeah. And who won? <laughs> was, actually, actually, it was a Whippet. Whip it good. good. Oh, that was really Whip good. it good, yeah. Well, yeah. that took a while. That was more of a linger yeah. of the week. I said, I said, <laughs> I said, great Dane in the morning. <laughs> Th those are great, and I have scored it. Gary is going to get zero since he took the week off. Uh, and a week to describe. And each of you <laughs> are going to get half a point each. Also, Gary is going to get 100 points, so he has 100 half points. I'll take arbitrary points for 400, Alex. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have a brand new game that I had nothing to do with its invention. So maybe, maybe an intervention is going to be needed. <laughs> we'll be right back. music and it's one that was brought up to me by first time participant David Oakley precipitant um, okay first of all this is my second podcast so, so <laughs> other than that then we better come into this segment again that was perfect <laughs> the reigning champion the precipitant of the day <laughs> Brian I'm gonna let you go ahead and describe the, the game and the name and everything else this as of yet named game actually is also an exercise in examining some of the lyrics musically that sometimes involve wordplay or puns. So we have several things to analyze. I'm going to bring forth a lyric. We're going to look at the wordplay involved. We're going to decide whether it's pun or mere wordplay, pun being accepted at the event, but wordplay not. We're going to discuss, if needed, why it's a pun or why it's wordplay and not a pun. And possibly, if it is a pun, what category would it be in? which is a critical hidden element of competing in punslingers, the ability to categorize uh, things and before you make a pun on them. And ultimately, we'll decide whether or not it's funny. Well, I have, I have like one question before we get started. Why did you suddenly bring up your NPR voice? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, that's an interesting <laughs> question. So, uh, Terry, it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> Drop your pants, let's see your tote bags. <laughs> The actual reason for that is because I was 18 years old. I was the youngest <laughs> DJ in Austin. They made me get rid of my accent, drop an octave, and 
Austin area forecast. All right, so the first lyric we're going to look at is actually a fairly new Eric, uh, lyric from Eric, an Erical lyric, Eric <laughs> Church, uh, country songwriter and musician. He's got a song called Record Year. Slowly planning my survival in a three-foot stack of vinyl. Since you had to walk out of here, I've been having a record year. Part of the lyrics, slowly panning my survival. In a three-foot stack of vinyl, since you had to walk out of here, I've been having a record year. Speaking of how he's been spending all his time listening to music. So, since you had to walk out of here, been listening to music, I've been having a record year. Pun or wordplay? Pun. Record has two meanings. One is a piece of vinyl that music is produced on, reproduced on, and record as far as a noting of what happened at that time and date. I would have to agree, and also it's very um, kind of age-revealing. Otherwise, it would have been a CD year. <laughs> well, country music, that pretty much happened throughout. <laughs> it's been fairly CD. So if we're going to accept the word record as a viable pun, what category in that context would it fit under in a topic? Documents. I would offer achievements. I'm having a record year. I'm accomplishing this much in getting over you listening to music. Thoughts? Achievements. Um, well, I mean, it just seems kind of, uh, kind of limited. Well, if it's a pun, it has to be on something that should be in a category. Well, when you ask which category would it fit in, a lot of times the same pun could fit in several different categories. Name three. Name three. Okay. Well, okay. Song song lyrics, which is not really a category, but but the but the topic sometimes is country western music. Audio equipment. You could, you could always cite a song lyric. What we're western speaking music. of the word record. If the word record is Audio a pun, video. record. It, I'm having a record year. So when he says I'm having a record Time. year, he's speaking of an achievement. So it would it would. Time. Audio video. Okay. All right, let's move on. Wait, wait a minute. I want to I want to picture sure. this word uh, record. It, it, as a as a verb, it is record. Mm -hmm. But which it, as a as a as a as a as a noun, it's a record. Is is that a pun itself? Well, whenever I'm going to record a record within the framework of the pun off, you're allowed to play with noun verb relationships. When you make a legit pun, you're always going to be mispronouncing a word, right? No. Could be a, a straight homonym. You're almost always going to be make, mispronouncing a word. So I don't think the fact that record and record you know, aren't pronounced the same disqualifies it as a pun. Well, if the weather were really bad when John Fogarty played a concert at the White House and he asked, who'll stop the rain, you're not changing the pronunciation of rain to use a pun. We can't say, well, it falls in the category of musical lyrics because that's the game. Right. What we're speaking of is this particular word. I don't want to. I don't want to hear. Uh, well, record sounds like a record service, so that's also a pun. We're talking about if we say the word record, I'm having a record year, is a pun. Which category it fit in? Would it fit into the vinyl music, or would it fit into achievement, or the vinyl category? And the way he's using it, when he says I'm having a record achievement year, for him to make that pun, it would have to fit into the vinyl category because he's using it as an achievement. So okay, so what you're saying is that if you put it in the wrong category, it's not actually a pun. 
Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> the people who listen to this are going to be the people competing. They want to know why we're doing what we're doing. And we're saying, so I've, I've been listening to music all year, so I'm having, I'm having a record year. I'm following what you're asking. It's, it's like, in what category would it be uh, viable to that category? So, Ryan, let's, let's go into the next song. Going back a few decades to Jerry Reed. She got the gold mine, I got the shaft. She got the gold mine, I got the shaft. They split it right down the middle, and then they give her the better half. So that is the course of the song. Wordplay or pun. She got the gold mine, I got the shaft, referring, of course, to a divorce, divorce and, the, and the divorce settlement. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so shaft is the word that is being punned upon, and it is, in fact, a pun, because shaft either means... Well, in this case, a the place where the gold miners go, right? Or the shaft means. Well, Isaac Hayes was a bad mother. Just talking about <laughs> okay, shaft. That's a He's one bad mother load. <laughs> so the shaft is a long cylindrical thing. Sometimes a solid object. Sometimes a hollow object. Which intrinsically has no value, but allows access to something that does. The ter the term shaft in both cases. Alludes to something long and and cylindrical. But he's uh, speaking of the value. Yeah. She got the gold mine. I got the but shaft. The, but the, the both have to do with mining. Yeah, the, euphemi the euphemism "I got the shaft" usually means I got stabbed with a sword or something. Right. Like, it, it's short shrift. Yeah. Raw into the deal. So, yeah. were we considering this a pun or wordplay? The fact that gold mine is brought in, it's a contextual pun. It really is, because gold is brought into the context of the joke. Fair enough. And then you add the two together, and it's, it's funny. Now, the second part of one of the lyrics is, they split it all down the middle, and then they give her the better half. That's just wordplay. That's just wordplay. Yeah, that's just wordplay. All day. Yep. Any explanation needed, gentlemen? Not no, really. Fun. That's <laughs> like that's like the car talk guys in the third half of our program. You know? All right, fuzzy math. Now we're going to the Disney genre, and we're going to go to Little Mermaid. Ah, ah yes. Ah. Under the Sea, a marvelous song. Nobody beat us, fry us, and eat us in fricassee. We want the land folks loves to cook. Under the sea, we have to hook up. We there are a couple uh, bits of wordplay in there. One that we're going to examine is Sebastian the crab is exhorting Ariel, of course, to stay underwater, not go on land. He's explaining how glorious under the sea is. And he says, up there, people want to fry us and eat us in fricassee. We what the land folks love to cook. Under the sea, we off the hook. Now, meanwhile, of course, all the other nautical creatures are playing musical instruments and singing. So the phrase is, under the sea, we off the hook. Wordplay or a pun? Technically, it's wordplay, but it's pretty much a pun because of the double meaning of the word hook. Or off the hook. Off the hook. So which two meanings of off the hook are you referring to? So off the hook, meaning you catch fish with the hook, and off the hook, meaning I no longer have to be bothered with this issue. Well, now throw in uh, today's vernacular, and off the hook means awesome. You're having a great time. What Sebastian is referring to, of course, is a fish hook, because he's talking about fish. The whole song is about fish in the sea. And the safety so, if so, you stay below. So so what? So the, the line is, under the sea, we're off the hook. Obviously, it's not, not far enough removed to be as good a pun as it might be, but it's a pun. It works. It's an Alan Menken rhyme. Come on. 
Now, let's move to a song written by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Always having trouble with his look. <laughs> you little semi dummy mini god. Ouch! What a terrible performance. Get the hook. Get it? You don't this swing is it like in which Maui's trying to get his hook back and he's being held captive by a, I believe, a crab down the sea. So the scene takes place under the sea with Maui and a, the hermit crab who possesses what, what Maui wants, which is his, his magical fish hook. He is being taunted by the crab in song. The song is called Shiny, and the lyrics go, you little semi-demi-mini-god, ouch, what a terrible performance. Get the hook, get it? You don't swing it like you used to, man. So the key phrase here is, get the hook. We describe a few minutes ago about being on the hook, off the hook, and there's different connotations. But now, someone says, get the hook because someone's having a terrible performance is an archaic reference. Gary, would you like to, to enlighten us? To, to something like the shepherd's hook. We have performance and we have get the hook, which is yeah. vaudevillian but reference But he says it parenthetically, says get it. He's asking us to get it twice. Okay. No, I, I see that. I, I didn't he I refers to performance. It's terrible. Get the hook. Referring to the vaudevillian shepherd's hook, which sometimes metaphorically or actually used to drag someone off the stage. So we have the, the three uses and two, two Disney songs set in the sea of being off the hook and get the hook. So upcoming, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote this lyric, and Alan Menken, who wrote the last lyric, are currently working collaboratively on a new live-action version of Aladdin. The Little Mermaid. Oh, and looking oh, forward yeah. to see if they will yet use another pun on hook between them. Get the hook! <laughs> Captain Hook! Honestly, uh, when he said get it in parentheses, I, I honestly did not think that was actually part of the lyric. I thought it was just yeah. Brian. Yeah, saying, I thought that was Brian. Did you get the lyric? You get it? I looked at it there. Yeah. He's you got another one? Let's finish off with two lyrics from the same song, The Marvel's Bare Naked Ladies. And a group named the Bare Naked Ladies. This is from the, I believe, the 90s. If I had a million, a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a K car, a nice, reliant automobile. And if I had a million dollars, I'd and buy of course, the line is five million dollars, and they speak about what they would do if they had such a sum. I would buy you a car, and then the sub, the counterpoint, of course, is a nice, reliant automobile. Or no, alliance. So would we consider that I would buy you a car, a nice, reliant automobile? Would we consider that a pun or wordplay? That would be coincidence. I don't think it was intentional at all. Oh, really? Well, I think it was. Yeah? Because yeah, Reliant yeah. was a uh, Dodge K car. Well, uh, or Renault. I mean. No, that was the appliance. <laughs> I had one. It went zero to 60 in theory. <laughs> I like that. So you're saying, yes, it's a pun because they're saying a nice, reliable automobile, a nice, reliant Automobile. He made a uh, pun on the word reliant. As Dave pointed out, there was a Renault Alliance, which it could have been a pun on that. Uh, yeah, but if you had a million dollars, would you buy one of those? I think that's <laughs> a, But the whole song is actually kind of ironic. It really is. Is reliant, is that the correct use of the word? No, it would be reliable. Right, right. So they want you to be thinking the word reliable, and they're just sneaking the word reliant in there. Certainly. Yeah. Or, or it could be totally 
uneducated. It's clever. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's not of beyond bare naked ladies. If we are going to accept the word of reliant in the context of the pun, what category would it be at the pun slingers? Oh, automobile uh, models. Mm. Wheeled vehicles. If we, no, because if we use the word reliant in automobile category, it wouldn't be a pun. No, it could be one. Well, like it would a, fury, a fury or a... Uh, how about this? Um, let's see. Uh, a, a, no, uh, <laughs> a marriage that failed in a vehicle would be an annulled reliant. Oh, <laughs> there we go. So this is what, that's one of the challenges deciding whether it's puns or where, where, does, where does it fit. And next, if I had a million dollars, I would buy you some art. And the subchorus is a Picasso or, or a Garfunkel. Garfunkel. Yes. Pun or no? Oh, absolutely pun. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Art and art. Name and, and right. And so if we were going to have that pun as a topic in the in, in the pun slingers, what topic would it be accepted as? Uh, famous singers, first name. Art and artist. <laughs> art and artist. First names only. <laughs> well, here's the if the categories. Because the pun is on the word art. So if but Picasso and Garfunkel. Sorry. You're saying that Picasso and Garfunkel would both be accepted in the music cat in the art in the art category. Their setups were the pun on the word art. So Picasso <laughs> would be accepted in art, but would Garfunkel? It would be accepted as long as Picasso was in there. The uh, Garfunkel the is just another word in the setup to make the pun on the word art. Right. So art name art the name art would have to be the category for Garfunkel to work, correct? So here's actually what David said initially is, is perfect is the perfect response. Yeah, it would work in the category would be art and artists. Good, good, good discussion, fellas. There, and that concludes both the first and the final. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna do vinyl now? The topic is vinyl? The vinyl frontier. Oh, well, the you. vinyl non-frontier. Have <laughs> we got time for me to insert another little, little thought here that's kind of relevant? It's not song lyrics, but uh, I was in Chicago with my family last week, and really tall buildings there in Chicago. It was a sunny day, but it was really, really cold. And we went out walking on the streets, and I said to my son, you know, they should have some kind of a, a tax that the, the owners of these big buildings pay for throwing so much shade on the street. You know, and seriously, we were talking about, you know, carbon, carbon taxes and stuff like that. I said they should be able to tax tall buildings for throwing shade on the street. And my son says to me, that's not the way that term is is used. Oh, oh, oh. And I and I, I said I said well, it sure is. What do you mean throwing shade? He heard me th saying throwing shade, and he thought about it in a whole different context. And then he re quickly realized. I said no, I'm talking about literally throwing shade. And then I was reading Merriam-Webster's Word of the Day th this morning, and it talked about umbrage. Taking <laughs> taking umbrage is literally throwing shade. Umbrage is the shadow of something that is an umbrella, right? right? right. And so, uh, literally, to take umbrage is to throw shade, or to, or giving umbrage, is 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 throwing shade. So that term, even though it's kind of a popular term now, uh, to to throw shade on somebody to diss them, is is actually the same thing as to what you were to give umbrage. Yeah. I just thought it was just really fascinating in light of the fact that this was a true thing that happened to me and my son talking about that. And then I ran across this, that, and I never, you never think about even the word umbilical probably is connected there somehow too. You know, just, just ask Rihanna; she yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well let's let's uh, 
we'll consider that game wrapped up. Thanks, Brian. Uh, <laughs> I got a little frustrated. a game like diplomacy. <laughs> Mummified, embalmed, buried. No, no, we didn't get to the rap songs yet. There's a great game called Diplomacy. Ever play it? That's how you lose friends. It's great. <laughs> and when we get back, we are going to play Hunslingers. Punslingers game. In this particular case, the way we're going to play it is with two teams, but it's going to be two different teams. We're yep, we're going to have Dave and Brian on one team, and we're going to have Gary and David on the other team. We're going to go back and forth, coming up with cues and therefore puns on a specific topic. The topic today: countries of the world, no cities or states. Lucy, you got some spaining to do. <laughs> I drank a lot of beer earlier, and now I'm belching. On the SATs, there's a math portion, and then USA. I went to the modern art exhibit. I said, can a da-da be hung on that wall? Some people who witness Bob Dylan in concert are a little disturbed by his unintelligible gutterings, but them's Bob's ways. <laughs> My, my wife rinses out her underwear and she puts it up on the on the window to dry that's on the brass hill. I started a business south of the border. It's my new Mexico. The cold front came through right before I got here. It's getting a bit chilly. If you don't use protection while having intercourse down in Africa, you're gonna regret it. <laughs> Burger King in South America, they have that slogan, have it your way, have it your way. <laughs> The first female was allowed into the military in South America, Sargentina. That was pretty chilly one. <laughs> oh, sorry. House oh, rules, house uh, rules. It's okay. I, I could, I could I use Uruguay again? I could have a Paraguay. <laughs> Back in the Motown days, Ike and Tina Turner were performing. Ike came on stage without her and said, Argentina going to play with you? I just said Argentina. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Sargentina. Mine was much better. Okay, yours is much better. <laughs> they were studying African countries in Florida during the 2000 election, and they said, can you see a Chad hanging? The place went on. You know, there's that imaginary island that's off the coast of Australia, fake New Zealand. <laughs> when they're questioning potential actors to play the role of Frederick Krieger and saying, you got to be careful because we are going to be filming overseas, they mentioned Robert, England. Speaking of, mo of obscure movies, though, I, I, I went to see Free Willy, you know, and, and you know it's, it's getting really old and raggedy. They need to get some new prints of whales. Norway, dude. Uh, you can ask that pirate, hey, where did you Portugal? <laughs> you can? Sure, why not? <laughs> Anybody who has a goal, you can ask. Early in the summer, I went to try on a speedo, and I uh, and I looked I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, I do not like the look of that bulge area. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very good, very good. We're cleaning fish after a, a boating trip recently, and actually knocked some off the table. We're cleaning up. I said, Where did that fin land? Yeah. It's just beyond the pole land. It's uh, the pilot that was headed to uh, Norway couldn't find a place to land. And he said, Iceland, where they sweeten the deal. Go. <laughs> I didn't mean to rush you. 
<laughs> he, he really switched that one up on us, didn't he? <laughs> That's to you, Brian. You can go now, Brian. Oh. <laughs> it, we do the full pun. Democratic Republic of Congo. <laughs> <laughs> no, the pun was on Yukon. Oh, oh! If your mother makes her singing debut, never ever give her a bad review because you don't want to Panama. Very good. But I don't think it was your turn. It's all right. It's good. <laughs> Actually, I believe it was. Oh! Well done. If a- if a, if, a moron, if a moron really pisses you off and you feel like or opening up a can of whoop-ass on him, maybe you should just open up a can of duh. Can has <laughs> been you. <laughs> it's okay, okay. House rules, house rules. Oh, That's all house right. rules. So just kind of the better one is what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> the better ones, where do they live? <laughs> <laughs> if you ever uh, um, had uh, oh, any kind of curry, you know that it goes into one end <laughs> India one end out the other. <laughs> you know where they eat a lot of rice? In wheat nam. You know, for people who need a gluten-free diet, that results in a lot of gastronomical Prussia. <laughs> you know, all the sporting events end in the same score in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> I like then, that. Then you, then, you, then, you go out, then you go out and get drunk in Taiwan on then, right? <laughs> I think Brian has one. You think so? Well, I must have per you. Oh. Did you hear about the British fellow who spilled water in his shorts? Now he's got Nicaragua. Nice. <laughs> Did you hear about the Jamaican German soccer player? Mongolia! We're familiar with the coffee beans that are derived from feeding monkeys the beans themselves, and then using the excrement. Similar process has been discovered in, in, in Scotland <laughs> where someone actually uh, drinks in the uh, fermented grain and they use the excrement. It's uh, called Colombia. <laughs> Colombia. After, I'm going to keep working on after it. I got the, after I got... <laughs> After I got the, those wet undershorts, you know, the, the Nicaraguas, I had to Honduras. Wow. <laughs> that was good. Good. The African pirates were really happy when the Prius finally showed up because they were mad at gas cars. Oh, that's good. In India, they really, really found the Hindu to be a nuisance because they would always be such a Budapest. No. No. Not a country is it a country oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's foreign we're hungry for a poem for a damn pun here that cnn correspondent that trump tried to to ban from the white house press conferences uh he i heard he got really rich now he's a costa rica you do know how to whistle don't you you just purse your lips and blow Persia. 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 Oh, yeah, I missed that. Okay, good. I thought you were going somewhere totally different. That's good. I'm not sure I believe you. All right, well, I think that having been the fifth time someone used Belize, (laughs) good indication that... Belize it or not. Good indication that that's... Belize it right there. uh, (laughs) Belize that order. (laughs) Ooh, Star Trek. I love it.
Uh, anyway, sorry. Make it so so. nautical <laughs> entity would ever recognize. Make it so so. <laughs> You're gonna get some terrific vehicle advice from the panel. I want to first plug the O. Henry Punoff. When's the next O. Henry Punoff, David? It is May 11th, the Saturday before Mother's Day. And since a lot of times people will listen to these uh, considerably later, we should add May 11th, 2018. 2019. That's what I just said. said May 11th, 2019. (laughs) Uh, We also have a website, punpunpun.com or punoff.com or pun-off.com. Whatever you can think of, you can probably find it, especially if you use Google. And uh, we also have some interesting social media sites. We, we have a sort of like a pun slingers game on facebook.com slash puny page. Punoff ATX on Twitter. They are few and far between, but don't let that stop you from <clears throat> posting one. And speaking of few and far between, about halfway between each Oh, Henry Punoff, we have the Verbal Equinox. Check our website for the date of the upcoming one. We also have a Facebook page for that. It's facebook.com slash verbal equinox. Oh, good. You know what an equinox is, don't you? What? A cross between a horse and an ox. Did you really just come up with that? (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) That's where they have all the castrated oxes over in Oxnard, California. Okay, so do we have any personal plugs? Uh, uh, Dave, you mentioned that uh, you are doing the comedy sports when and where? Yes, so I uh, recently threw my head back into the comedy sports arena, and uh, we perform Saturdays at uh, the Zach North Theater here in Austin at 7 o'clock. All right, so we are going to sign off. However, first we can't leave without getting vehicle advice from each of our panelists. Dave Wallace. Uh, just remember, all muscle cars out there are diesels. And Brian Oakley. Don't spend too much time putting headlights on your vehicle that turn to the wheels, because frankly, you'll just get tucked down. And Gary Halleck. Whatever you do, if you go to the circus, don't fall for a female clown, because uh, you'll end up with carnival knowledge and you never know who's been in there with you. <laughs> but, but you, but you, and also okay. don't, also don't bump her car because you, you didn't, you didn't, didn't want to offend her. And David Guggenheim. If you're watching Law and Order SUV, you can come up with all your own Jeep shots. Okay, and I'm your host, Aaron Faisal. I am currently signing off with the catchphrase, so I'll see you next time. <laughs> Let's catch for